Dragons one-on-one. I am your side character guest, Eli, and with you as always is your host. Hey, this is um, your host, Ty. How are you doing there, everybody? Well, I can't speak for everyone, Ty, but I'm doing all right. I am ready to play a perfectly normal uh, session of Dungeons and Dragons. So with this, I will be rolling some dice, but I'm going to do it in a quiet and calm manner. It will sound something like this. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a number. A random number from a 20-sided die. Is this what they sound like? Okay, well, now we're getting to ASMR territory. <laughs> <laughs> is that not where we started? I was going with, like, a fresh air, having never heard an episode of fresh air in my life. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, that's the introduction. What's good? My name's Eli. I'm your side character guest, and your host is... Hello, everybody. This is Ty with Rotten Air. All right, let's... <laughs> how about how about you hit me with that recap, Eli? Jesus. I mean, fantasy. Jesus. We have tried three different introductions, so here we are. We're in, we're in the show. We're in there. And uh, last time on Side Character Quest... Rodrick was back, baby! After uh, years of me long conning everyone that I know and love, Ty and I have finally revealed that Rodrick actually did survive his fateful encounter with a skeleton knight. But he's not doing great. He has woken up in a jail cell, missing his left arm, and he has had to rest and relax to try to build up his strength. He eventually had a second prisoner join him in an adjoining cell who was a skeleton who revealed themselves to be a, an artificer named Treya who revealed uh, revealed this by using a cool like jawbone Did she magical... explicitly call herself an artificer? Yeah. Okay. okay. I believe she I believe Treya that, That's cool. I think so. Didn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I just I, I, yeah 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 because Roderick asked if she was a wizard and she's like I'm an artificer. Oh okay. And uh, she had a cool like little magical implement that allowed her to cast sending at will and thus speak directly to Roderick. Message actually, but yes, it's sending now. Anyways, <laughs> she can cast message at will. Roderick was able to communicate with her for a bit. Uh, and he found out that skeletons are sentient and they don't know that they're skeletons. And then Roderick puked and now he's having a crisis of faith and is working on an escape plan with Treya that has involved him getting a notebook that may have some magical, that does have some magical cards in it. It's going to let him cast some spells. Um, he's also stolen two dinner trays. I think I hit it. I think I hit all the high points. Yeah. Are those the high points? I feel like I rambled there for a while, Ty. You did ramble a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, I think you hit everything. Um, so how about we uh, we roll right in? So normally this is the part where I would set the scene a little mm-hmm, bit, mm-hmm. Um, where I would describe your surroundings, but really they haven't changed that much. You're still in this uh, fairly dark, 
damp cell, stone walls, stone floor, stone ceiling. Like the walls of the cell are metal though, metal um, panels or bars, depending on exactly where you look. You have gotten a hold of this uh, little booklet that has these different spell cards in them, uh, kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh, I guess. Um, (laughs) Or any other card game. Or any other card game. And you are currently at, what was it, uh, level one exhaustion, is that correct? I think it's either level one or level two. Okay, we'll go with level one. Okay. uh, Because either you have had enough time to rest since we last recorded, or you were actually supposed to be at level one. Yeah. And yeah, you've been here for about a week. What do you, what what are you planning right now? Okay, um, so I have these cards and each card has a um, material component written on it. It doesn't really say what the spell does specifically, just some quick notes. So I wanna look through that bag that I got this notebook in and see if any of these components are in them. Specifically, I wanna see if there is by any chance a Oh, hold up. Yeah? Yeah, I wanna see if there is like anything, like what else is in this bag? It kinda just sounded like there was a bunch of junk, but um. Yeah, um, the bag had a bunch of different stuff in it, Um, there were there were some linen pants, I believe I said. There's uh, some string, a quill, um, inkwell, that sort of stuff, and uh, assorted other junk, like you said. Um, there, there might be a few like pieces of gold, that sort of stuff. Uh, okay. Well, in that case, I think I'm going to talk to Treya, you know, whispering in our normal conversation that we do, and say. Um, I think that there are some useful things that I might be able to do with this notebook. So let's wait until the next meal and see if there's any useful components there. You'll have to go with me on this one. There's some weird food stuff. What is in this, uh... Wait, nope, that's wrong. Damn it's it. Russian. Why do Russian. I always go, I always go French. Um, hello, Treya Kuprum. Hello. Oh, I think I figured out what has been going wrong. Hello. Tria Kuprum. There we go. What is it that you found in the uh, in the booklet? Uh, what do you need? Okay, so there's one here. One card that just says it needs a carrot. And it says that it's perfect for jump scares and works with the shadows. And it says that the prank potential is essential? I don't know what that means. It's a weird, it's a weird sounding booklet yeah i think it might be for pranks Mm. everything here says pranks (laughs) prank (laughs) potential so hold on hello so if we can find a carrot something spicy and some butter i think we'll be it sounds (laughs) it sounds delicious it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I can't tell if this is a book of spells or a recipe book. <laughs> but right now, when the, uh, the next meal is brought to us, we need to look for those. Those seem to be something that we could potentially get and would be useful. 
Yeah, you you remember that. Oh, go ahead. Now, Ty, I have a question. Yes. Because one of these cards says grasshopper. Am I taking a living creature and destroying it with these fucking guards? Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, well, I, I will say a lot of these cards have kind of vague spell components. How about you read a couple just to give the listeners a vague idea of what it is? Yeah. So I'll, I'll especially read the ones that I think are the most useful or might be the most useful. There is one that just says butter as the material component. And the description is slows them down a little, but remember to keep moving because they'll get back up in a second. Prank potential, high. And then there's one that says carrot, perfect for jump scares, work with the shadows. Prank potential, essential. And then there's one that says grasshopper, would a cricket work? Perfect for jump scares with jump in quotation marks. Prank potential, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> and then uh, one that I'm very interested in is the material component just says spicy. Be more careful with this one. Prank potential, devastating. <laughs> now, what I'm worried about with that one <laughs> is that what if that's a prank on me? <laughs> uh, it's very possible. But yeah, there, there's, well, there's actually only one other that I haven't mentioned, and that is, or there's two other, I, yeah, there's two others. One that seems useful says something sticky like tar. Remember to test next time you need to use the ladder. Prank potential, maybe as a combo? And then one that says cork as the material component. Tested at the lake last week, definitely working. Prank potential, pretend to drown is crossed out, and then it just says too dark. And that one has me worried. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think what Roderick would do is wait for his next meal. Yeah, yeah, and just see, see what, what comes I see. along. Yeah. Okay. Around the time that you've kind of, it kind of feels like morning, but really you've been underground for so long that it's hard to gauge few hours pass, and you hear the door creak open to the um, jail jail room that you're in, the cell room, um, and one of those guards walks in and stops in front of your door and slides a metal tray in um, under the slot in the door. Okay. I, um, yeah, I guess I kind of crawl over to that tray and check it out. What is on the plate? So you are specifically looking for butter, carrots, and spike something spicy, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to roll a quick dice just to see how lucky you get. That's fair. Okay, I got a th- I rolled a 3. Oh, so not um, very. Not very. Uh so you remember that like the last few times these trays have come in, there's been this gross thing that you could only tell was butter after you did the purify food and drink on it. Um, there was bread, there was uh, pickled vegetables, which might have included carrots. Uh, you, who knows? Um, you were really out of it for those first few days. But at this point, those have been replaced with sort of what, what appears to be sort of fresh foraged mushrooms. But there is still some of the hard tack 
the really gross old looking bread. Would bread by any chance, would old gross bread be the same as cork? Huh. Because if you so, think about it. it. It hardens into the, okay, I did specifically say that I wanted you to be thinking creatively in these material components. Yeah. Like you don't need exactly what it says. Roll me an arcana check and if you get, I'll say if you get over a over a 13, I'll let it count. You know what I like about this? Is my you're, arcana? You're, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working this like, this is Roderick looking at all of this stuff and seeing if he can figure out a way to mentally make it work in his mind. What I like about this is um, my arcana bonus is zero, so it's just a straight d20. That's a 15, bitches. Hell yeah. Yeah, you are fairly convinced that um, you could, if you saved like a chunk of this bread, you could use it to activate this card. Okay. The card which says, tested at lake last week, definitely working. The thing that worries me is just what if all it does is let me float on water? Mm. <laughs> so hmm. I guess, could I roll another arcana check to see if there's anything else about the card that might give me more detailed information about what it might do? Yes. Um, I, I should say, uh, with your exhaustion level one, do you have disadvantage on these? Ah, oh, fuck me. So do you want me don't, to Don't re-roll. Don't re-roll. Don't re I, I screwed up. I should have caught that earlier. So you, you get that original one. I forgot. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, no problem. That's on me. Okay, I'll do an arcane check with disadvantage. 14, nine. So that's a nine. I probably don't know any more about this card. Nah, nah. Okay, it says pretend to drown. I'm worried it's just gonna let me like breathe underwater. In which case, totally useless here. Is there, there's no butter that came with the bread? Uh, no, not this time around. Now, Ty, I want to point out that this is based on Southeast Georgia. There's if you're, buckets of gravy. If you're telling me that there's no <laughs> butter with this bread. <laughs> it's devastating. The cruelest, the cruelest, the cruelest joke. I could do. Okay, um, I guess I'm going to uh, look at Treya and say, Okay, Treya, I don't know what this is going to do but I'm going to wait until the next time a guard walks by to check on us, and we're just gonna see what happens, I guess. Sound good? Hey, it sounds, that sounds perfectly fine. Damn it, I, I shouldn't have chosen this voice. Hello, hello. I, that sounds fine to me. Okay, okay, I think I have a plan. So yeah, I'm going to get together my <laughs> two trays that I have been just hiding in my bed. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna prop myself up um, by the door to my cell and just wait until the next time a guard would come by to check on me. Like specifically when I would hear a guard walk into the cell block. So maybe before they are within sight of me. My, th my idea is once I hear someone walk by, I'm going to activate it and hope that this makes me seem like I'm dead or something and Thus, interesting. Okay. Hey Ty, this exact strategy has worked before in a different uh, D and D game. So yeah, I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. see if it works for Roderick. Do you do anything in the in the time while you're waiting, or are you just like 
chilling because it's gonna be a few hours before that happens. Do you just kind of like rest up or? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm gonna rest up. I think I'm gonna set up like one of these trays uh, beside me. Okay. Um, Like sort of under a blanket. So I'm gonna, I'm almost gonna like bring a blanket and a tray down so it looks like I've huddled into a corner. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got I got a plan. It's not a good plan, but it's a plan. It's something. It's um something. yeah, so you you uh pull yourself into this little corner and after uh, several hours, you're not exactly sure how much time has gone by. Treya, you you hear them every once in a while uh tossing a pebble against the wall, I guess. Um, Damn, Trey's got pebbles. Oh, <laughs> pebbles. I have one pebble. It's my pebble. I will keep it in case I ever need to kill someone. <laughs> what? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the old pebble trick. The old pebble. I am trick. a trained soldier. I know the old pebble trick. Have I just decided to give Trey a magic stone as a cantrip? I'll hold off on. I'll, I'm gonna hold on to that idea. Well, now I feel like we've just set up Chekhov's gun, and Treya does have to kill someone with Treya's a pebble. pebble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Chekhov's gun, Treya's pebble. Yeah. After several hours of just, like, hearing the click, click of the pebble uh, bounce against the wall, you hear the door open, and you hear the guards walking in with uh, your next meal. Okay. So when I hear that door open, I am going to take that card and press it to the um, old dried bread. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm going to see what happens. Because that's, okay. that's what I know. Because last time I did a good arcana check, and I know that I ripped the card out of the booklet, concentrate on the card, and touch their material component against the card. Yes. And as you do that, the card kind of lights, it it glows a little bit. There's like this resonance that you can feel. And you feel in this moment as if this this thing is about to burst in your hand. Like you you can't you can't hold on to it, is what I'm saying. Like it is it has been activated and you have to use it in this moment. But uh, but you feel in your your chest that you can target someone within a range of you, mm. including yourself. Yeah, I think I'm going to target myself. I don't know what I'm, exp- I think I'm hoping that this is some sort of like feign death spell, like something that really makes me look fucking dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably not. So you're under this blanket and you feel this happen. Um, the card, what does it look like when the card activates? It, it disappears in some way. Does it just kind of like disappear in a flash? Does it burn up? What, what does it do? I think, okay, I think what happens is it pops out of my hand and turns into a ball of light. And then that ball of light like hits me in the chest. Oh, cool. Like it would hit any whoever it was targeting. It hits me in the chest as if, I was hit by some sort of magical energy. Rad. Okay. When that happens, you feel your body just sort of lighten. Okay. So it's just- and that's that's all that happens. Actually, wait. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. If you want, I, I will give you the chance to retcon this if you want. 
You can target up to 10 creatures. You get that sensation. Do you want to target everybody else? Yeah, I guess I'm gonna hit everyone. Okay, so uh, you can target everybody in the room. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's me, Treya, and the guard. Yeah, so those that that card floats out in front of you, and then the it bursts, but instead of that light just coming to you, um, the there are three three individual lights go through. One passes through the wall behind you, the thin metal wall behind you, and hits Treya. The other one passes through the bars and hits the guard that's walking towards your cell. And right at right then you feel yourself sort of lighten up and you hear the footsteps of the guards stop, and then you hear them just sort of like patting their chest. What is it that you just have done? Treya, I'm gonna be 100% honest with you. Yeah, I would appreciate I have, it. I have no idea. I have no idea what I just did. Help, guards! I just, <laughs> a spell, there's some sort of, help! I don't know what's going on, I feel weird! Help! And then I, I grip that uh, tray under the blanket. Roll me a deception check. Oh, a disadvantage. Uh, I'll give you advantage, which cancels out the uh, disadvantage. I'll take it. Okay, okay, that's a 12. Roll a wisdom. Ooh, 10. Ooh, ooh, okay. So the the guard, you hear them, you see them like go around the corner and look into your cell, and they're still, they still have a hand on their chest, presumably where that um, light hit them as well, and they grab onto the bar of your cell and you see their jaw moving as they're saying something to you. It hit me as well, it hit me as well. I don't know what happened. There was some sort of blast. It came came from in here, it came from under the bed. (laughs) Uh, Are you you asking for help right now? Yeah. Uh, Roll me a persuasion. I am not gonna give you, uh, mm. Yeah. I, okay. I'll, I'll no, if, you don't need yeah, to okay. because I okay. rolled a crit twenty or an eighteen. So I'll take that eighteen persuasion for a total of a dirty twenty. And they got a three. All right. Um. They they open the cell, the door to the cell, and burst in towards you, pulling their cudgel cudgel out from their side, from their hip and move towards the bed, going to grab the corner of the bed and flip it against the, I think it was, I said it was part of, I think it was said it was attached, so no. They kneel down and look underneath and start jabbing uh, the cudgel underneath, waving it underneath to see if they can knock anything out from below. Okay, so their back is to me? Their back is to you right now. Okay, oh fuck. You know what, this maneuver would be a lot easier if I had two arms. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to... Um, you already have disadvantage. It's not like you're going to get double disadvantage. Well, okay, so my plan was to, since I'm feeling lighter and I bet okay. they're feeling lighter, I wanted to try to wrap this blanket around them from behind and just kind of like pick them up if I could because they're skeletons. They can't be that heavy and they're all re- and they're potentially lighter. And then... Okay. Basically, I want to tie this guy up. I can't tie him up, though. I don't have two arms. <laughs> do you Shit. Do you think, does Roderick, like, go to do this only to, like, realize that he can't? That Yeah. I, so and I let think- me say, like, obviously, 
people that that live their whole lives with a missing limb, they get used to this. They come up with, you know, they learn how to do yeah. this. Roderick is new. He's new to this. He's also very weakened and yeah. exhausted. So I think he stands up with his um with the blanket and then like doesn't really know how to maneuver it, drops the blanket and then just tries to grab the cudgel. No, you know what? You know what what he's going to do? He's going to walk up behind the skeleton underneath his bed and he's going to grab one of these fucking trays and he's going to say, "Wait, wait, is there a mattress on the bed?" There's a thin mattress, yes. Okay, never mind. What Roger's going to do? This is all happening do, in like a second. <laughs> this is happening yeah, so fast. So he stands up, he grabs the blanket, drops it. He grabs the tray, drops it. He looks at the mattress, he looks at the skeleton, he says, I'm actually very sorry about this now that I know that you are a sentient being. I am so sorry. And he's going to grab you the mattress. You see the head just, turn and look at you like, what? He grabs the mattress to pull it on top of the skeleton and then lays on the mattress. <laughs> oh, that is delightful. Um, so basically you're trying to, essentially you're trying to grapple with this thing, right? Like yes. knock it down. Um, roll me a, uh, a strength v strength. I'll say with the mattress, you're going to uh, give yourself advantage. Once again, canceling out your disadvantage for being exhausted. Okay, um, so that is a 15. Six. Oh, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. You're getting bad rolls. So yeah, so I pull uh. this mattress on top of him and then lay on it. And then I'm gonna use my right hand arm to like yes. reach. Because this is like a twin size mattress, right? So it's not like I got a long way to reach. Yeah, yeah. It's twin size and it's it's a little short. Like it's not full twin length even. So I'm going to try to reach under and see if I can find the keys. All right. Uh, give me a uh, sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. It's minus one. Man, I don't remember. Did I use that inspiration point you gave me last session? I don't believe so. Okay, so wait. That's a 17... Okay, okay, so I got an 11 sleight of hand with the disadvantage. You you do not grab the keys, but you can tell, like, while you're doing that, you can feel where the keys would be, and you see that they're not there. Like, they're not on his hip. Okay, I turn back. All right, is it in the lock on the door? It's in the lock on the door. Roderick's gonna punch the mattress above where the skull is. Like, I'm not trying to, okay. Non-lethal damage. He, he is trying to do non-lethal damage. He was just trying to jar it enough. I don't know if that fucking works with a skeleton. Can you give a skeleton a concussion? <laughs> but like, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm I, trying yeah. to like incapacitate this thing. This, sorry, person. <laughs> So yeah, I guess he's just gonna punch the mattress above where the skeleton is. And I think that since that's an attack, that doesn't count as a check, right? Or are you gonna make yeah. this a check? No, that, no, okay. that's fair, that's fair. So that's a 14 to hit? Uh, 14 to hit, un oh, nope, yes, okay. Shield gives plus two to AC, right? Yes. They are not holding their shield, so they uh, that does hit. Nice. Oh, I'm proficient in it, so I actually would have rolled higher. But uh, the damage is just one plus the strength modifier. Okay. So I do four damage. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, double damage because it's uh, bludgeoning. So you um, slam this thing's head in, you know, through the mattress into the, the ground, uh, and it 
tries to like it's still struggling to get up so it's going to try to flip the mattress off of it um, and you with it yeah. uh, 17 strength check oh am I rolling a strength check against that yeah strength be strength Yep, I rolled two eights, so that's only an 11. So it has flipped you, or he has flipped you um, off of him, uh, and, but he is still on the ground, coming up onto one knee. Yeah, I'm gonna punch him in the skull. No, sorry, the first thing I'm gonna do is put myself in between it, like them and the door. Yep. So like the skeleton can't just run around me and get out. Fair. And then I'm gonna... I'm gonna kick. I'm gonna kick the skeleton in the face, and I'm just saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh God. Uh, so that is a 19 to hit. Oh yeah. And that's an additional. You said it's double damage, so that's eight yep. more damage to the skull. Sweet. Um. So you do that, and they like their head whips back, and then they sprawl out onto the ground. They they appear to be moving slightly. They've still kept their humanoid form. So from what you can tell, they're not dead. But they're not moving anymore. Okay, I go, oh no, oh no, oh no. Okay, okay, it's fine. They're okay. Yeloa, uh, my friend, if you could please get moving. I would like to get out of here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me, give me one second. And I run to the door, and I grab the keys out of the, the cell, and I close the door. I don't close it all the way, but I close it so it's cracked. And then I'm going to put the mattress back on the bed. I'm gonna pick the skeleton up, put him on the mattress, and then I'm going to <laughs> cover the skeleton with the blanket. And then I am going to take that skeleton's cudgel. And I'm going to loop that into my waistband. Nice. And then I'm going to, I'm making a break. We're, we're on the run, baby. Roderick's doing a jailbreak. So Roderick's <laughs> then going to um, quickly run out the cell, close the door behind him, lock it, and then walk over to Treya's cell and open it, like use the keys to unlock her cell. Her? Yes, her cell. Okay, open it up and say, Well, Treya, you don't know me very well, but I can honestly say that I never thought I'd ever see myself doing a jailbreak, but here we are. Jailbreak, let's do this. Love it, jailbreak, yes. Uh... I, I hand her the keys and um, grab the cudgel in one hand. Uh, well, in my hand. <laughs> Yeah, she um, steps past you uh, out towards the door leaving this room, and she turns back to look at you and uh, nods her head. Are you ready? Wait, were there carrots on the tray that the guy was bringing? I look around, because I assume he dropped the tray when he got blasted. Is there a carrot anywhere? (laughs) There is not a carrot. Dang it. Okay, I say... Okay, let's. You'll have to lead the way because I was unconscious when I came in here. I have no idea where I am. It's not that complicated. Uh, she clicks open the um, clicks, clicks, puts the key in the lock, clicks open the lock, and slowly pushes the door. I stand ready with my cudgel, uh, so that you know, preparing that if anyone charges from the other side, I'm gonna whack them. Gotcha. Yeah, the door fully opens, and as it does, um, you hear the immediate sound of, well, not immediate, you hear the sound of sort of clicking and clacking, and you see more, just like the room that you're in is is lit by this 
faint blue light. The room that you're stepping into um, also has that, as well as a bit of like, not, I, I said faint blue light. Really, it's, it's bright enough in this space that you can see significantly better. Um, it's, it's definitely brighter than the room that you've been in. You see in ahead of you uh, more stone walls, stone hallway, and it wraps around um, into some other space, which is where the clicking and clacking is coming from. I described that terribly. Can I take that again? Yeah, yeah, one more time. So you, um, Treya uh, has creaked open the door, and on the other side you see uh, blue light um, lighting stone walls and floors, just like the ones that you are, just like the ones of the room that you're currently in, and you can hear this sort of clicking and clacking happening down the hall around a corner from where you are. Okay, Um, I look to Treya and say, um, do you have any ranged... Spells? Do artificers do spells? I, I am not that kind of artificer. I make things. I do not kiss things. Okay. Okay. Um. Then I guess get behind me, but lead the way. But like, I will lead the way. But you. What are you planning on knocking the other two out? I'd rather not if I don't have to. Okay. But if I have to. I will do what I must. Okay, we will need to have a plan for how we approach this. Yes, we will need a plan. <laughs> and she, then uh, Treya, Treya and Roderick put, just sit there nodding at each other. Like, total agreement. We do need a plan, yes. She her um, and, uh, she turns and looks away and just starts walking, walking out of the door. If you're not going to say any more. Wait, Treya. Yes. Do you, by any chance, know where they take our thing, where they took my things? No, I do not. Okay. Well, the priority is us getting out and finding Velma. So if if we find, you know, some chain mail, that would be actually great. But if not, then, you know, as long as we can get out of here and rejoin my group, my friend, um... She, uh, okay. she puts her hand on your shoulder and says, if, if you are able to get me out of here to safety, my friend, then I will make you the finest chain mail that, that can be found. Treo, I've gone my whole life without saying any uh, bad words. So just look at me in my eyes and know that I mean it when I say fucking radical. And <laughs> 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 um... So, anyways, yeah, I guess I just tell her, um, probably would have been a good idea to steal the armor off that skeleton. However, I assume we probably don't wear the same size. Uh, I will lead the way. And if any skelly, if any, I feel like he probably comes really close to saying skeletons a lot and then, like, winces every time he does. Because it's probably offensive. Uh, Mm -hmm. if I see any guards and they try to come at us, then I'll... I'll fend them off, and worst case scenario, you can, you know, escape behind me, so. Acceptable. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I guess. I like just Roderick being like. (laughs) I would have liked if you had fought back a little bit more. (laughs) 
I, I was hoping the answer was unacceptable. We get out together or not at all, but um, no, that's that's fine. It's good. It's good. It's good. Uh. Um, so yeah, I think Roderick is going to lead the way uh, prepared to swing his cudgel. Yeah, if anything comes at him, I think they're trying to move slowly, though, and quietly. Gotcha. First, I want you to roll me a perception check, and then I want you to roll me a stealth check. Uh, yes, perception checks. Historically, something Roderick's good at, especially when he has disadvantage. Okay, so that is an eight perception check. Uh, yeah, nothing more than the um, than what I've described already. Okay, and then a stealth. That is a ten stealth check. Okay. As you walk out of the cell, uh, you turn right going down the hallway towards the source of this blue light, which is a, a crystal sort of inset into the sort of corner juncture of this hallway. And then as you get to that corner, um, you start to step around. And as you do, you look down and see that the hallway opens up into a larger space that has a few tables and a couple of guards, a couple of skeletal guards, playing dice and gesturing largely, but they have rolled so poorly on their perception checks that you are you notice them and then just sort of whoop, pop back around the corner, giving you a moment to think about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you spotted uh, two guards. They were, appeared to be playing some sort of game um, and having a rambuc- rambunctious time. Okay, I look at um, Treya. Yes. And, and I do this. I point to my eyes. I point in that room. I hold up two fingers. And then I make, like, dice rolling movements. <laughs> and then I shrug. <laughs> and then I, like, point. Uh, like, do you have an idea? She shrugs back at you. I hold up my cudgel. Uh, she holds up uh, two thumbs up. And then I point at her. Uh, she does the sort of like Rosie the Riveter pose. And then I like look at her like, are you sure? Uh, she shrugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> I, I run in. I run in and I try to like tackle the nearest skeleton to me with the like like jump I am jumping at them with the cudgel I'm going full on like big guy rushing at you with a club what are you gonna do okay uh you are fully surprising this person coming at them from behind uh the other person sees you coming but is not able to do anything roll me an attack with advantage okay so that is an 18 plus 3 is 21 plus my proficiency because oh, what Jesus Christ yeah. what is the cudgel it's, uh, I'm assuming it, it's, it's like, like a club, club. yeah okay club. yeah and I'm pretty sure that paladins have they must. proficiency yeah yeah so yeah I got a 20 23 to hit does that do it yes yes <laughs> a thousand times yes so that is um five so ten bludgeoning damage and I'm I'm aiming to do the same thing. Like I'm trying to incapacitate. I'm not trying to kill, but I also think that Roderick does not know the best way to incapacitate a skeleton. So if I end up killing any of these guys, that's going to be another death on Roderick's conscience. 
You hit, uh, hit them on the head. They sprawl out on the ground next to the table. The other one stands up, pushes their chair back, and then comes around. Uh, that would be 12. Okay. Um, what is my AC? I don't have armor. <laughs> so I think that's just... It's 10 plus my dexterity modifier. So that is 9. So Jesus. yeah, it hit, it, the skeleton hits me. Yeah, it uh, does 2 damage. Um, okay, so I'm going to... Do I have an extra attack? I don't know if I do. I do. I do have an extra attack. Fuck yeah. So I'm going to... The one that I hit real hard is he is that guard on the ground. That guard's on the ground. Okay, so I'm going to kick that one in the head. <laughs> Jesus, okay. So that is a uh, uh, 12 to hit. Okay, that... Uh... That does hit this one. So with the um, bludgeoning uh, double damage, that's six damage to its head. Okay, you kick this one in the head, and it just sort of like flops down on the ground. Uh, Again, still retaining its shape, but it does not appear to be moving. And then with my extra attack, I'm going to uh, crack this. um, I'm going to hit this other guard with my casual. Um, ooh, that's not great. That is only a three plus. So that's only an eight to hit. After you kick this one, you swing your club at the one that had just rounded the table, and they just sort of, you know, curve the belly, jump backwards, and just, you just miss them as they, uh, they back up out of your reach. Right as that happens, though, you hear Treya come rushing past you. Oh, gosh. Uh, with a 20, unnatural 20, she slams against this one and throws them to the ground. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, and they got a 19 in a strength v. strength, um, so they are grappled to the ground, and Treya is holding them down. It is time that you give up. My friend and I are not going to be staying here. I flex. I flex my arm. <laughs> Uh, Is that an intimidation? Yeah, that's definitely an intimidation. Give me an intimidation. You're holding that cudgel. You flex your arm. Question, can I get advantage on this to counteract the disadvantage? I I think considering the situation, sure. Fuck yeah. You've just like knocked somebody to the ground. They assume that you've probably done the same to their their buddy in the prison cell. Um, Yeah, that's a 16 intimidation. Ooh, 15 wisdom. Hell yeah. Contest. So they, they have just uh, just barely, uh, you see them just sort of like relax and let themselves be pushed down to the ground. And you see their head sort of shaking, their jaw moving up and down as they're, they're talking. I'm going to mute myself while I speak in their voice. Okay. Just so that I can like, because trying to come up with what Treya is going to say when they aren't saying anything is very confusing to me. That's fair. That's fair. Listen, you've got, you're, you can go, you can go, I swear, I swear. Just leave me, leave me alone, okay? You are a beautiful, sad man. You, what the you, fuck? <laughs> turning on your friends, your comrades like this, I would never turn on one of my friends. Yes, you'd do well to surrender and to let us out peacefully. I swear, anything you guys want, you just go, go, please, just go, just go. Your horse is right outside. Very good, very good. And uh, 
Treya um, starts to get up and then just sort of rears back as if she's gonna like punch him, and then he flinches, and then she just like nods her head, exactly like I thought, and uh, stands up. Where I come from, that's two for flinching. <laughs> uh, she kicks him twice. Fuck hell yeah! I, I look at I look at her and I get. No, it I doesn't do, like, kick him hard, but yeah, but just I, a little bit. I do the uh, my what I can do for the Rosie the Riveter thing. I was like, okay, Treya, I am impressed. Let's um, let's let's get out of here. Very good. Yeah. So you guys um walk out of the uh, wait or, wait. Yep. Treya, grab their cudgels. Uh, looking at the ground, you see one of them, um, the one that's on, that's actually physically on the ground that you first snuck up on. There's still on their belt, uh, so she's, she grabs that. Um, and then the other one, uh, the person she had grappled, um, his has sort of flown across the room. She picks up that one as well. Um, so now she's carrying both of these cudgels. Dual wielding. Akimbo. Cudgel dual wielding. <laughs> Treya, she's the dual wielding cudgel artificer. She's she's unlocked the Akimbo feat in uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, All right, let, let's get out of here. Yeah, so you guys um, walk past the, uh, the desk and the table um, and walk over to the door out of this main room. Opening this, this door, you leave behind the well-lit blue glow and hear and just see like darkness and hear um, flowing water. Treya, can you see in this? I cannot. I cannot see in this, no. Okay, do you know where we are? I assume that we are somewhere hmm up the tunnel. I don't know the exact way to describe it, but we are we are not too far from the town. Not too far from the armory and uh, near the canal. Okay. So you can get us... Now this town is... I don't know how big this area is. I don't know. Is there a lot of... Are there several towns nearby or is there just the one? Several towns nearby? No. Several towns in general? Yes. This place is purposefully labyrinthine. Uh, it's going to be very hard to find our way around just by ourselves. Especially since we cannot see. Um, yes. I keep looking uh, through these spells like maybe maybe Roderick's faith isn't so shaken. Maybe he would... Roll <laughs> me I... a perception check. You're definitely having disadvantage on this because of how dark it is. That's fair. I should almost immediately fail between. Okay, so that's a seventeen and an eighteen. That's an Ooh. eighteen total. Yeah. Um, looking around, you, you hear a, uh, you you pick up on a few things. First of all, in the faint light, you you open up the door a little bit more, let out more of that blue light that's emanating from the room that you've just left, and um, you see the uh, reflecting water on the ground. Basically, this. The beginning of a canal, essentially, that goes, reaches off down the tunnel. You also see, uh, you hear the the stomping of hooves. Um, you see a uh, symbol, a, a crest um, emblazoned on the wall of the tunnel that you're in. And you also see a, a small stand next to a boat. 
Okay. Does is the crest? Is that the boar crest still? Yes, okay. it is the boar crest, which matches the uh, crest that was on your hammer. Yeah, I look at that and I point to that and I say, "That reminds me, Treya. I still have a lot of questions, but we need to find somewhere safe and we need to find my friend first. So, if we take this boat, will this lead us back to the, the town? No, this will leave lead away from the town. There's the town would be going back this way." She points the opposite direction. I don't know what goes where uh, where these tunnels lead. Sorry, I, I cannot answer that question. As I said, these tunnels are purposefully labyrinthine. Unless you find someone who is more knowledgeable about them, you're ne- you're never going to make your way uh, to a specific location. Let's go get that guard. I'm gonna look around. You said I was hearing the sound of hooves. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see if I can find the uh, assumedly skeleton horse making that sound. Yeah. So you, um, so so when you when you exit this space, uh, exit this door ahead of you, the tunnel goes and sort of turns into a sort of canal tunnel. Okay. If that makes sense, like there's water filling the grounds and there's like a little boat in it and that sort of stuff. Behind you. Um, around the corner from where you are, the tunnel continues and is solid earth. There is not, there's not water there. And there you see these wooden stables that are sort of built into the wall. And those wooden stables, you see um, three skeletal horses tied up. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'm gonna walk up to the horse or one of those horses and are there any like saddles nearby or are they already tacked and saddled and everything? There, two of them are tacked and saddled. One of them uh, is not, but its saddle is uh, sitting nearby, just resting on that thing that horse horse saddles sit on. I feel like there's yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, sitting next to it. And you actually recognize this horse. Is it Moonbeam? Yes, it is Moonbeam. Moonbeam! A uh, fan favorite Moonbeam is back. We found one of my friends. I say, Trail, this is a great sign. This is my friend Moonbeam. And I go up and I pet its horse skull. It uh it does does a, a nice horse movement. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> yeah, like a little nuzzling maybe. Little nuzzling. Like, yeah, okay. Um, and so this is the one that does not have the saddle on it? Yeah, it doesn't. Presumably because they, they knew that this one wasn't going to be in use. So Okay, well, they were wrong. I saddle I saddle up Moonbeam. We're back at it, baby. Roderick's got a new friend, he's got an old friend, and he's got to find another old friend. And another new friend. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, I saddle up Moonbeam. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I'm pretty sure, yeah, because uh, Velma and Roderick had abandoned Moonbeam when they got into that area. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Treya, I don't know if this will work, but some well-trained horses can easily return to where they're originally stabled. And that would, in theory, bring us back through the town because that is where Moonbeam came from. So, that makes sense, right? Right? Yes, I suppose this is not a bad idea. It's better than any other idea I have. Do you have another idea? <laughs> no, I, I do not. I have no great plan. 
other than to get away from these folks. Uh, and so she, while she's saying this, she is um, pulling out one of the other horses and is saddling up on it. Now, Treya, I will warn you. I am an experienced horseman, so you gotta, you're gonna have to work to keep up with me and Moonbeam here. I'm just kidding. I'm not going galloping through the dark. That's a, that's insane. I was going to say, <laughs> yes, it's uh, it doesn't seem like a great idea. And yeah, you guys. Uh, so so tell me what your plan is now. I think my plan is to just so. When I had horses um, growing up, it's just a little fun fact about me. I think we've talked about me. I grew up with horses at some point. I was a horse boy. Um, one thing that was often the case is whenever we would ride our horse past, like, our the barn or, like, uh, the paddock that the horse likes to hang out in, it would um, the horse would immediately like try to go there unless you guided it away like normally you know and it wasn't it wasn't a lot of goading it was just sort of like no we're gonna keep going this way so my goal my idea is i am going to just gently urge moonbeam to move and not do any major guidance in the hopes that it will return it will want to return to the stable that we found it in that theoretically we would have to go through the town to get to. Rad. Okay. I might be incorrect, but if I am incorrect, I would at least have a, like once I got to the stable, I would have a frame of reference on how to return to the town. Gotcha. Um, so you, I think, I think at this point, so this is all taking place so long before present day, right? Yeah. Um, and this this thing that you're trying to achieve right now, it seems like a good idea. It seems like a smart idea. Um, and I feel like it's the sort of thing that, correct me if I'm wrong, Roderick is going to do this until it succeeds or until something points him in another direction, right? Yeah, it's kind of the only, because he doesn't have, he doesn't even have his things. Like, he is yeah. just a guy in a burlap sack, basically, with a cudgel, and he's missing an arm, and he just wants to find his friend and go home at this point. Yeah. Um, so I think he's just going to do that until something occurs to that would like change this plan. Yeah. Yeah. So I think with that in mind, I'm going to do a little bit of montaging. Heck yeah, montage away. <clears throat> I'll I'll give some music. Do 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 do. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Roderick, Treya, Moonbeam, Sunshine. Starshine. Starshine, thank you. Travel down the dark tunnels looking for something, some sign of what happened to Velma, um, some sign of where Roderick had come from. And it's, as one can imagine, very, very difficult what considering how incredibly dark this is every once in a while you come across a bioluminescent moss um you come across one of those uh, blue crystals set into the walls but even with that it is oppressive after hours days you see a brighter light at the end of the tunnel. 
and you approach this fork which has rubble strewn out next to a gateway, I suppose. And rounding this corner, you enter on into a familiar town with old, worn-down buildings, glowing blue street lamps. And you find this place, the place that you last saw Velma, uh, the place where you left a piece of yourself. Ouch. Ouch. You find this place empty. Maybe it, maybe it's the fact that something bad happened here. Maybe it's the fact that a crazy person swarmed through and just started fucking blasting people to smithereens. <laughs> but for some reason, everyone in this town has left. And you move forward, uh, picking up a lantern um, as you leave the town and continue back the tunnel the way you came, hoping to find Velma waiting for you at the stables where you first found Moonbeam. But she's not there. And you find yourself standing in that big open cavern where you had first fallen down into the underground. So, what now, my friend? Well, I made a promise when we first got here that I would get her out. So we're going to find her. And then we're going to get out of here. Oh boy, okay. This was a real uplifting session, Ty. <laughs> we're, we've got to go through the darkness so then we can come out into the light. Or into the more darker darkness. <laughs> <laughs> things are gonna be things are gonna be rough for a while. <laughs> this is not gonna be a happy arc. This is not gonna be a happy arc. Oh well, who knows? I mean, it, <laughs> no, we both know. <laughs> At least for a little bit longer, it's gonna be sad, but that's okay. I'm happy, and are you, I hope that you're happy, listeners. <laughs> I hope you're happy. Hey, listener, I hope you're happy. <laughs> I hope you you're wanted happy. this. Ah, uh, and I, I hope that everybody's been having a good time. Really, though, I, I you know, we do this for Hugh. I get actually, mm, mm, mm. we do this for Hugh specifically. Hugh, you know who you are. Hugh Jackman is who we do this for. Specifically, him. If anybody else is listening to this, I mm, mm. not a fan. This isn't for you. This isn't for you. This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please you know go ahead and check out other things on the Scavengers Network, or maybe leave us a review or a like or whatever. A subscribe. I don't know what's what's like or subscribe. That's a YouTube thing. But I what? think you can subscribe to you this can. podcast, which yes. you should be. Yes. And you should go onto Twitter and like every tweet that we've ever posted. So like and subscribe to yeah. Side Character Quest. And our tweets. And our tweets. All right. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug real quick, Eli? Man, I uh, want to plug just taking a moment for yourself every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like I've had a weird energy this whole episode. 
Well, today's been a weird day for me. I had to get up early, and then I spent most of the day um, cutting open fish and, like, cracking their skulls open to get their ear bones. And then it took me three hours to get home because there were, like, two very bad accidents. Jesus so my Christ. energy is just all over the place today. Went from cracking skulls to cracking skulls. Jeez. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. All right, let's go ahead and pitter-patter on over here. Wait, nope, oh, nope, oh, we're not oh, pitter-pattering. Oh, nope. We're what? trying a new thing each time. I completely we forgot. We talked about this last time. Okay. Um, so this time, we're just going to take a moment. This has been Side Character Quest. I've been your side character guest, Eli. And I've been your side character quest, Kai. I think I'm gonna... I think I'm gonna Thanks to... to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Are you a fan of Boy Meets World? Do you enjoy rewatch podcasts? Well, then you should check out The Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast hosted by me, Tay. And me, Sid. It's my favorite show of all time. And I've never seen it. Each week, we're recapping a new episode of Boy Meets World, sharing bits of nostalgia and learning a wholesome lesson. Join us on our rewatch journey, won't you? School's in session every Tuesday, wherever you find your podcasts. What else do you need to know? This is just going to all just be bloop stuff. Man, you know it'd be useful to get out of this prison. Turn the unholy. Um, unless I want to keep Treya with me. <laughs> Do you have an idea for an intro? Ty, that's your job. Yeah, I know. Wait, here's oh. here's the intro. Alright, Ty, do you have an intro? <laughs> <laughs> uh I do not. Hey Ty. Hey, Eli. You ready to have me on to side character quest for the first time ever? That's not, that's inaccurate. I'm okay. so excited to finally be on this podcast. I feel like I've been listening for a long time and I keep thinking, mm-hmm. man, when will my friend Ty invite me to be on his podcast? And I'm glad that finally, after how many years has it been? Like three years at least. I'm finally on the podcast for the first time ever. Well, well welcome. How, how are you? <laughs> All right, I'm I'm so glad to have you, Daryl. The other day, I was having a conversation with somebody, and they were like, uh, "Oh, I really like your voice. Uh, we should have you. You should like make a podcast or something." And I was like, "Well, I I, I kind of do have a podcast." And they were like, "Oh, that's cool. How long have you been doing it?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm about eighty episodes in." <laughs> the look of shock on their face, like, "Wait, what?" I, I've known you for all of this time. How did how does this happen? Secret podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome to Side Character Quest. With you today is me, Ty, your host. It is me, and I am wearing a hat. Hey, hey, who do we have with us on the other side of the webcam? And what does he have covering his head? I'm I don't. 
Is the okay? <laughs> hey there, I'm Eli, your side character guest, and I'm also wearing a hat. But I'm wearing a hat like a normal person, whereas you're wearing a hat like a crazy person. Just why? Why is my hat situation so crazy? This is really bad. <laughs> this is bad. Okay, so redo okay. this. Okay. Redo this one. Okay, let's just okay. fucking listen. Okay. Here, we don't need an intro. No, here's how here's how we're gonna do this. Okay. You ready? <clears throat> no, I feel like this is no. It'll be month. This will come out in a few months, so people will forget that this was a joke on a recent Bim Bam. Oh man. I assume you've been using hit point or hit dice this whole time, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, a long. I've had okay. long rests and stuff. So. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, these wooden stables that are sort of built into the wall. And there's a big, loud motorcycle going by. We see... No, I don't... That's too That's too Griffin McElroy. Um, we smell. We smell. We pan up. Uh, no. Uh, you and Treya Moonbeam and the new horse, whatever their name is, uh, Starlight. Uh, star- <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. Okay, uh, okay. No, it can't be Starlight because that's too close to sunlight. Um, uh, starshine. Ooh, Starshine. Okay, write that down. Has left. And you'll have a chance to investigate this place later if you want, but I'm going to skip yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Fuck. I don't know. Um... She's she's still got to be somewhere. Like, I don't know. I guess I look around. Is there any sign that, like, this has become more climbable since we originally left? Or since uh, we originally fell in? Or So, first of all, uh, no, there is not. But second of all, um, I don't think there's going to be anything particularly interesting that you can do here. So mm-hmm. I think that this is the scene that I want to end on. Okay. And um, then we we do our outro, but uh, I would like to talk to you after about what you think Roderick would do next. Okay. Well, can I, if this is how we're going to end it, can you give me that Treya's line one more time? I'm going to get another pass at uh, just Will. a good ending line. <clears throat> I said, what, uh, so what do we do now? Yeah. Um, Will. And then. Uh, what do we do now? Will. Will. Hello. Hello. The strong like beer. Treya is strong like beer. Beer. Is strong like beer. Strong like beer. Will. What 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 do we do now? What do we do now? I'm gonna use the first one anyway. <laughs> I think after the like hours and days of through the tunnels and not seeing anyone, and especially walking through the town where Roderick committed some heinous acts, he probably has not talked a whole lot since then. And he's probably just like looking down and looking around. He's like, <clears throat> well, I made a promise when we first got here that I would get her out. So we're going to find her. And then we're going to get out of here. And that's what maybe we do. not. Maybe oh. not you because you're a skeleton, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that last part gets cut out. <laughs> that goes in the bloops. Uh, yeah, we fade, we fade out that point. We're going to fade back in. But I will say, um, when you go, 
when you did that, I was like, is Roderick about to morph into a <laughs> lore? Yeah, plot and twist, Roderick is lore. Wow. Yeah, it's a, a real, like, uh, Westworld sort of parallel timelines, but future <laughs> lore is just future Roderick. Fuck, I love that, that Westworld end of season one twist. That was so good. That was really good, and it made every other season of Westworld a disappointment because I feel like they kept trying to like do the same level of plot twist, right. and they just couldn't. And it's okay. Yeah, like the the first the first or second season I think was very good. Third season yeah. I I had mixed feelings about, but like I felt like it was a thing they had to do eventually. Yeah, my <laughs> like, my only issue is making things like I felt like with the second season they made things complicated because they felt like they had made things complicated in the first season. Mm-hmm. So, but it was like, no, things were complicated for a good reason in the first season. But anyways, this is off yeah. topic. No, do we yeah. want to do our outro and then come back yes. and talk about, okay. All right. This has been side character quest. I've been your side character guest, Eli. And I've been your side character quest. Hi, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to let, when you say we're just going to take a moment, I think I'm going to just have silence. And you know that little gap in the theme music? I'm just going to extend that a little bit. Okay. Yes. And there, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to. But gonna you also, it. I said I've been your side character guest, and you said I've been your side character quest. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's well, take another shot. Okay. Okay. So we're going to take a moment here. I've been your side character guest, Eli. I've been your side character guest, Eli. Nope. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was right. Nope, that's not. <laughs> Damn it, Ty. I've been your side character guest, Eli. I've been your Eli side character guest. That was Ty. We're leaving now. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, okay. boy. I'm stopping the recording. That's fair.